This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Chris Rowland from Westcliff Greens right here in Westcliff. Our topic today is hydroponic farming. Chris, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me, Gary. Before we started here, you were kind enough to give me a little tour of your facility right downtown Westcliff in a in an unassuming warehouse. Yeah, we're we're unlabeled right now. You wouldn't know we're there unless you start noticing our solar panels that we're using. But we have a whole bunch of greens growing inside the warehouse, that's for sure. And we're going to get some photos up with the news so that folks can get a sense of what we're talking about here. Uh, how about a little bit backstory? You you told me that you were familiar with this area. You have family here. You grew up in Colorado Springs. I'm a Colorado native. I grew up in Colorado Springs. And then I saw my college work and graduate work along the Front Range up in Boulder and Fort Collins. So I've lived in Colorado for most of my life until about uh, seven years ago. I moved down to Florida in the Tampa Bay area. And I was working as a college professor down there for the last handful of years before deciding to have a change of career and come back up to Westcliff. Cognitive psychology is what you taught, yes, I understand. Correct. That's a long way from hydroponic farming. Yeah, it was a bit of a, a 180 in terms of my career, but you know, I had been a, an academic my entire life, and there was a lot of things I loved about that area and teaching and research, but I found, at least in my experience over the years, I was spending less time teaching, less time researching, and more time dealing with internal politics and administrative bureaucracy and things of that sort. So I finally decided to cut the cord there and get into something that's a little more material and tangible, which is growing food. And the last time I was in uh, Tampa, St. Pete, the thing I remember most was the Salvador Dali Museum, which is spectacular. A very cool museum, yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, have you had a long-standing interest in gardening, or is it more of a recent thing? It's a very recent thing. You know, I had actually never successfully grown anything until <laughs> I was in Florida, and I was able to grow ghost peppers successfully because oh, wow. I love spicy food. Mm -hmm. But I've always had, you know, not a green thumb. I had a, a gangrene thumb, I guess. <laughs> I killed everything I tried to grow. So really my self-education and my growing experience comes from what I've been doing up here with hydroponics in Westcliff. So folks might know you because you were a fixture this past year at the farmer's market on Friday right there at the Jess Price Park. Yeah, we focus only on leafy greens and microgreens. Tell me a bit about what's growing right now in terms of the various varieties. Yeah, so we have all sorts of leafy greens growing right now. A lot of lettuces, those have been big, they've been very popular with the, the customer base we have up here. We also have Swiss chard, we've got some basil, we've got arugula, we've got mustard greens, bok choy. If it's a leafy green, we've, we've probably tried growing it or we're going to try growing it in the future. So what sorts of things grow hydroponically and what sort of things aren't practical? In theory, you could grow anything hydroponically, but it's really a matter of economics where Leafy greens, which is what we specialize in, they grow well hydroponically, and they're less resource-intensive in terms of their light demands. So they work in the type of growing operation that I have is what's called controlled environment agriculture. So we grow indoors, and we have to control the environment. We have to provide all the resource inputs, including lighting, to plants. Um, so leafy greens work really well because they're, 
a little less hungry on light compared to other crops like fruiting crops, tomatoes and cucumbers and peppers and things like that. But, you know, in theory, you can grow all those indoors uh, if you want. You could even grow potatoes. You could grow corn hydroponically. Of course, it would probably have to sell for uh, much higher than a market rate uh, based on the resource inputs, but anything can be done. It just depends on how much energy you have to put into the system to be able to grow them. Uh, talk about the process of growing things in water. So growing hydroponically you know, means we grow in water. I think hydroponics, if you look at its roots, translates to something to the effect of water labor, right? Where the, the water is doing the labor of supplying all the nutrients to the plants, as opposed to using soil as a growing medium mm -hmm. or some other type of growing medium. So, you know, one of the interesting things about hydroponics is that when it comes down to it, plants need a few basic inputs, generally speaking. You know, they need water, they need nutrients, they need light, and they need, you know, air, oxygen, right? But the number of ways that you can provide those inputs is almost infinite. So there are a million types of hydroponic systems out there that you can design that feed the plants with what they need. And in our case, we grow hydroponically in a very specific type of system where essentially we have, you know, if you imagine rain gutters and water with nutrients flowing down those rain gutters and our plants sit on top of those rain gutters so their their roots are bathed in that nutrient solution they're mm -hmm. able to take up water take up some oxygen from the surrounding air get light from our lights above and they're able to thrive very successfully so that's the that's the method that we use and what kind of equipment does it take and is it water intensive the technology behind it it can get as complicated as you want it to be. You know, we have a lot of, basically there's a lot of plumbing involved to make sure that you have water that's able to circulate with nutrients to feed the plants. You have to have a lot of environmental controls to make sure that the plants are happy in terms of temperature and humidity and light and so on and so forth. So there's a whole scientific aspect to it. But as far as the water intensity goes, the system that we use is actually one of the most water conservative forms of hydroponics in that we really have no water loss other than just basic evapotranspiration. When the plants take up water, they evaporate out, you know, what they've already absorbed, which is just a normal part of plant physiology. So to give you a, a point of reference, if we have about a thousand plants growing at a given time, we might use 20 gallons of water, give or take a day. And that's just all being evapotranspired as opposed to being lost through other weaknesses in the system. It looks like things just recirculated. They dripped downhill and were collected, went back in the tank, and then went out again. Yeah, exactly. There's all sorts of hydroponic systems, like I described, but we use one category of hydroponic systems, which are called recirculating hydroponic systems, where you know water gets essentially pumped in to the plants, it drains past the plant's roots, and then it drains back into the reservoir and gets pumped again and just recirculates over and over and over until it's used up. Okay. We've got a number of folks in the valley with greenhouses who are growing year-round in dirt. What are the advantages to growing just in water? I like soil farming and I like hydroponics. I think that there's room for both of them in any sort of food system. And with hydroponics, you know, you have some of the, the more obvious advantages. You're very water conservative and water efficient. You're very nutrient efficient too, because you're not losing nutrients being absorbed and, and, and lost into the soil. And hydroponics give you a large degree of control 
over the growth characteristics for the plants. And that's kind of a blessing and a curse because, of course, in soil farming, nature has figured out how to Mm -hmm. self-regulate. But in hydroponics, especially if you're growing in a controlled environment like indoors or in a, a tightly regulated greenhouse, you really have to be on top of making sure that you're controlling the environment making the plants happy, not letting any of the growth parameters get out of whack, otherwise you're going to run into problems. So it's kind of a much more hands-on approach, but if you manage it effectively, then you can get really great efficiency in terms of how well things grow, what you can grow, how efficiently everything grows, and so on. Now, you grow inside, but I suspect there's differences in the winter versus the summer as far as how things grow or what it takes to keep conditions right. Absolutely. And that's one of the things we've been learning here since coming to Westcliff is, you know, when I was in Florida, the seasonal changes aren't so drastic, but obviously it's a little different here in Westcliff, as everybody knows. So that's what we've been learning so far is, you know, how to adapt to, especially right now in the, the fall going into winter season, when we have these rapidly changing environmental characteristics. So we have to worry about managing humidity levels, which are are different in the summer compared to the fall versus the winter. We have to worry about managing temperature, which even though we're growing indoors, we don't have an unlimited propane budget. So we have to have a little sensitivity to, to the weather outside in terms of how warm or how cool the environment is. And different crops like different environments. So we have to manage our crop selection too. And it can be difficult since the, the time between when you seed a plant to when you harvest it, you might be looking at a eight to 10 week delay. So you have to anticipate, okay, well, what are the environmental conditions going to be two months down the road? And when things are changing quickly, it's a, a hands-on job essentially to monitor all those characteristics. Now you start from seed on these plants. How long does it take to go from seed to being put in your system to being ready to harvest? The method I use is I seed, I try to seed on a weekly basis. And for the first two weeks to three weeks after I seed a plant, I have it in a small propagation system. And that's just when the seedling is germinating and it's small, it's starting to grow up. And after it gets big enough and the root system has established effectively enough to um, be transplanted, then I move it into a larger hydroponic system where it spends anywhere from five to seven weeks before it's harvestable. And that just depends on the variety of the plant and the environmental conditions. So overall, we're looking at about, best case scenario, six, seven weeks. In practice, eight to 10 weeks between seed to harvest. Okay. And does that process slow down in the wintertime? It absolutely does. I mean, the, the weather's cooler, plant growth slows, essentially. And of course, we're indoors, so we can manage our lighting, but we have energy costs that we have to worry about too. So that can affect how much light we're able to provide to the plants to make everything grow in a a viable way without trying to control the environment to an extreme degree. Okay. Talk to me a bit about microgreens. Microgreens have been a new product, I think, for a lot of people that we've met at the farmer's market. So we've been trying to introduce them to people tell some of our customers how you can use them. They're a great garnish. They have great flavor. They're nutritious. So you can use them in a myriad of different ways. And I think it's just been kind of a learning experience for for a lot of our customers of, you know, what are these things and what do we do with them? And in most cases, I've received great feedback where people have been pretty excited about them. 
How did the economics work out for microgreens? It seems like if you let those go, it's going to be a big bunch of leaves, which you could probably sell for more. Yeah, microgreens have a completely different set of economic characteristics than mature greens. I mean, the big cost with microgreens is going to be your seed because Mm -hmm. every one of those little microgreens, it comes from an individual seed. And, you know, the nice thing is they grow quickly over the course of a week and a half to two weeks, depending on the variety. But the downside is you have to make sure you have a market for them because, you know, they, they grow so quick, they need to be sold and consumed. And they can store for a while, but ideally you want to have them on a pretty quick cycle. So describe a typical day for you. Well, you know, when you're doing hydroponics, at least at a, uh, even a small scale commercial level, uh, like we are, you have to have constant vigilance. So, you know, I'm in the greenhouse basically all day, every day. I'm monitoring all the environmental parameters, trying to make sure the humidity is in range, make sure the temperature is in range, have to adjust some of the chemical composition of the nutrient and the the water that the plants are receiving, pH, and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of just hands-on work uh, that comes with hydroponic growing where you have to really be playing God, essentially, in terms of (laughs) controlling the environment and making sure that your plants are healthy. And then, of course, you also have to be monitoring all the equipment and make sure you don't have equipment failures or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... That's one of the things I actually really like about it because it's it's a hands-on job, you know. You're always moving around, you're always doing something, you're planting, you're transplanting, you're harvesting, you're monitoring your your environmental levels and so on and so forth. So it keeps you it keeps you active and keeps you very busy, that's for sure. So what are some of the biggest surprises that you've found in getting this whole thing up and running? I've found that on one hand, plants in a hydroponic system, you know, plants are amazing. They seem like they they have a just a will to grow, and they're able to grow. But at the same time, they have to be kept happy. And when you're in a controlled environment agriculture kind of situation, you have to make sure that those plants are happy 24-7. So I've noticed things that I wouldn't have expected before, like if your humidity goes out of whack for 24 hours or even 12 hours, then you can run into all sorts of issues that can really impact negatively a a crop. So just that level of, uh, I don't want to say micromanagement, but just constant vigilance in terms of making sure that the plants are happy, that's been somewhat surprising to me. And I think that, of course, you have your own set of, of issues that you have to deal with in soil farming, but nature complex system is pretty good at Mm self-regulating to a degree and obviously you have to tend and care for your plants but it's a it's kind of a just in a at a different level i would say in hydroponics at least Mm -hmm. based on my understanding of soil farming if someone out there in radio land wanted to get in touch with you what would be the best way well we have our website which is westcliffgreens.com and on our website you can find a contact form you can also contact me directly at chris, C-H-R-I-S, at westcliffgreens.com. And we're also on Facebook as our social media presence. We're facebook.com slash wcgreens. Great. Chris, we're running short of time. Thanks for coming out. Any final thoughts? I'm just happy that we've had great support from the community here since we started setting up this uh, last year. Like I said, I moved here in January. We started selling at the farmer's market in June, I believe, and had a great following, great community support. So I appreciate everybody uh, out here in Westcliff that's been keeping us going. Chris, thanks much. 
We've been visiting with Chris Rowland from Westcliff Greens on hydroponic farming. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m., and again on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. I'm walking on a